Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Knicks podcast, the podcast where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA and sports. I'm Jason Talbot, and with me, of course, this fine Wednesday morning is none other than my dear, dear friend, Marcus Chinqui. Marcus, how you doing? Oh, it's been a, it's been a long couple weeks. I'm back right here. It's a little a little congested. <laughs> yeah, you sounded man. Haven't been able to hear out of my left ear for about two weeks. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Can't hear you. Well, it's just a little muffled. Um, I need so you I'm, healthy, I'm, man. I need you healthy for the big weekend in Denver. Yeah, I'm trying. Today's I'm, I'm weekend. Um, before we we started the podcast, I'm flying first class, baby. And I, I couldn't I mean, be more excited. It is It's your weekend, man. You gotta do it. It big. is an experience that everybody should have. I saw an opportunity. I took it. Um, it was very easy. Delta has been very, very good to me. And have you experienced the first class experience before? I guess I have, but I don't remember because <laughs> I was I was four or five going to Mexico. <laughs> so four or five. My mom was oh, like, oh, man. yeah, you guys have gone first class. But, yeah, I was a little kid. What did I know? And my brother got really, really sick because he has bad motion Ooh. sickness. <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, well, I guess it was fine for her, but it wasn't. Well, I would say, I don't, I don't know if you can pre- appreciate first class as a four or five-year-old, but it is the way to fly. It is completely different from coach. It is wonderful. It is comfortable. Free it drinks, looks comfortable. Free food. I'm getting emails about what I want for lunch. This what is, are you going to get? I'm going with the turkey sandwich on right. a croissant. Yeah. A it was croissant. that or some chicken with noodles, and I'm like, you know, it's still air, airplane food. So, hey. I'm I had, I had airline food for the first time in years on my flight to London. Oh, yeah. How was it? Yeah, and, those international flights. Yeah. I, did, I completely forgot about it because it doesn't tell you. Or maybe it does, and I just didn't notice that they you get a meal. But, man, Delta, I love them. You guys talk nothing but great things about Delta. Totally Got a Sky Miles card. I didn't have a great experience that first time. And when you say you guys, man, my... Early in the morning, my dogs are barking like crazy over here. Hey, you um, talk about them. We got friends that love them. My brother <laughs> loves them. Everybody loves Delta. Yeah. So, Detroit, signed, man, Detroit Delta Airport. Is I signed on a few years airport. ago, and I'm like, all right, it's been okay. Nothing, nothing to write home about. But I, uh, I didn't have a great experience because as soon as I get there, I'm going to my seat. And there's some smell coming off the floor. And it smells kind of like ammonia. Yeah. Like they spilled cleaning fluid or something. I was like, I can't sit on this for six and a half hours. So the AC's not on. I'm standing there sweating for like 35 minutes trying to ask this guy. And he's like, oh, I'll see what I can do. Because this guy refuses to help anybody. And finally, after about 45 minutes, they moved me up. I was hoping I'd get first class, you know, that they'd give me the, uh, the upgrade because my seat's messed up. But like full flight, and then one open seat happened to open up. It was a window Beautiful. seat, which is all Beautiful. right. But yeah, I'm an aisle guy. But then I, uh, I had to stick with it, and then I did a little complaining on Twitter. Got a hundred dollar voucher for my next <laughs> you flight. Go, you know that. 
Twitter's the way to go, man. If you ever yeah. got complaints, put it on. They answered me within less than yeah. 24 hours. I used to. I, landed. I used to complain about JetBlue all the time on Twitter. I'm taking yeah. JetBlue to Denver. Ooh, I didn't even know JetBlue was still around. I've, I've yeah, been in I this... forgot about it. I got a True Blue number and everything. I yeah. forgot all about it. I've been in this Delta world for, for a very long time now, and I love it. Excited for the trip. Sounds like you made it back from your London trip safe. Good time? Uh, Yeah, it was okay. Because, I mean, I was, you could hear I was a little sick the entire time. Yeah, I can, I I can hear it. I bruised my foot <laughs> oh, man, dude. in France. I got a very deep bone bruise, so I'm kind of limping around. Uh, what else? Oh, went to Wimbledon. Did you go? I was going to ask because I was able, I, I watched more Wimbledon this year than I have in a while. And that men's final, who baby. I mean, I mean you know, your you boy know how fed. I probably felt afterwards. But. Dude, <laughs> that guy Djokovic is a monster. He plays such great tennis. And how he won that and fed could not put him away was truly amazing. I think the whole world, uh, maybe other than a couple people in Serbia, were rooting for Federer. (laughs) And it was just unbelievable that Djokovic won that match. It it was bittersweet because everyone wanted Fed to win, and he had it so many times. I mean, those two match points. uh, I would would contend that if there was no tiebreak, Fed would have won. Yeah, but there is it. That's ridiculous. And this one year, this is the year they put it just like the Knicks got the worst record. We don't was, get the top pick. You know what, though? You will admit that was a fair match. Federer had it was. I so mean, many I, opportunities and just Djokovic shot after shot where you're like, oh, how, how is he still in this match? In the back of my head, I was always like, Djokovic is going to win. Like yeah. There was just something that just like as many chances as Fed had. Oh, it was... All right. It was a tough one, but he's on the wrong side of all these all these epic finals he's in. But we got the U.S. Open. We'll see what he does. Um, before we get into New York Knicks talk, everybody's waiting for summer league. A lot of moves around the NBA. I just want to congratulate you on your Lion King T-shirt <laughs> victory. Uh. When we were going to make that bet, I was so ready to come in with a low number because I felt the Lion King remake, it's going to be great, but the story, how are they going to make this a compelling story? And I really thought that number was going to be low. And then you came in with the 68% and it threw me off (laughs) and I went higher and end of the day, I believe it's at a 60% right now. And you're the winner, man. And, And you deserve it. And... You got game when it comes to this, and I underestimated you, and I didn't stick to my guns, <laughs> and I flip-flopped, put it in the 70s, and I, I don't deserve it. You deserve the Lion King t-shirt. Have you decided what shirt you're going to get? Because I haven't, I haven't decided yet, you. but I know it's because I'm waiting for the actual release of the movie, but I will go with, uh, I know it's going to be a Mufasa. I got to walk out feeling strong when I wear that shirt, so oh. Mufasa just makes me feel good. I'm furious. Maybe when... Uh, the Mulan remake comes out. We'll put another T-shirt. I can, I can rock a Mulan T-shirt. I'm pissed. I'm real pissed about it. I don't like to lose. I'm upset. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Congrats. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sore loser. 
I mean, we'll catch the flick, maybe. Well, maybe you'll feel better if you want. No, what? Sixty percent? I'm not. I'm not going to see that. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, congratulations. It was a a big win. A great, great guess. And I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to go see the film. So we'll see. I might wait till it comes out. On a, maybe they'll show it to you in first class. Who knows? They got Yeah. What goes copy. on in there now? Yeah, I like that. All right, Marcus. Let's talk Summer League. Game two, I was texting you. I wasn't freaking out or anything, but I, think I, you were I was out concerned. A bit. <laughs> it, it felt like I was freaking out. I was not freaking out, but I was very concerned about R.J. Barrett. And people were like, oh, and I'm the first guy to say, oh, it's just Summer League. What are you worried about? Blah, blah, blah. He looked lost out there, which I figured would happen, but... The reason I was concerned was because of his game. And when I was watching, it was my first time I got to really watch him play in a while since college with, I guess you can say, NBA caliber talent. Sort of. Most of these guys aren't even going to be in the NBA. And that is what really started to worry me. But as Summer League went on, his stats started to fill out. He stopped turning the ball over and kind of found his groove. And there were some nice little highlights. I will say a lot of his highlights were just like bullying people to the basket because he's bigger and making layups. Nothing too flashy. I will say, though, now that Summer League is over, I feel better about R.J. Barrett. I still have my concerns. I think he cannot play defense. At this point, he could not guard anybody in Summer League. There was not one guy he could guard. I think his offense really needs a lot of work. His shot, especially. He's not going to be able to bully people in the NBA yet. He's too small still. He's got to put on mass, all this stuff. But what I'm really concerned about, I'm curious what you think overall as well with, with RJ so far, is about Nick fans and the New York media and remembering that this guy is only 19. And that, like, you know, we're going to talk about other guys on the Knicks later and some of the young guys, but... We can get pretty hard on this guy, and, and people were happy about drafting RJ, and they're going to be watching this guy like a hawk every single play that this guy makes on the floor, and every second he's on the court, they're going to be watching his game, and, and I think he's going to struggle as a rookie. I think this idea that he's going to be rookie of the year is not going to happen, and I'm just worried. I'm worried about the fans, and I'm worried that we got to give this guy some time. He has a lot of work. He's not... He's not ready. He's, I mean, I, I don't think he's anyone who thinks he's going to be a starter or anything like that. I, I, I just, I think he's pretty low on the Knicks death chart right now. And I don't want him to be rushed. And I think it's going to be a rough season for him. I really do. And we got to wait and see, but that, that's just how I feel. That, that's really where the concerns come from is that, you know, at the end of the day, there's a chance that like Nick fans are going to run this guy out of town. It might not happen this year, but I, I just think he's young. He's gonna, it's going to take a lot of time. But yeah, maybe, uh, I don't know. Well, okay, so I didn't see a lot of Summer League because I was overseas. I caught highlights, which, uh, from what you were telling me, I was like, I was like well, I'm not seeing a lot of RJ highlights here. Was <laughs> yeah, no kidding. There wasn't a lot to show of the team highlights. There wasn't a lot to show of them. I mean, what was that first game? Four for 18 or something mm-hmm. like that? Sorry, I'm drinking water. And people, people got a little nervous. 
but as it went on, I started because I came back and caught the last two games. I saw. I started to see. This is what you're always asking. You're like, you want to see flashes. flashes. You want to see flashes. Yeah. I saw a couple in those last couple games. I was like, yeah. all right. I think they figured out how to use him a little better because he wasn't shooting. He's got to get to the basket. He's got to get out in transition. That's how he was getting a lot of his buckets is at the rim. And, I mean, if that's how he's got to get it, that's how he's got to get it because he has, he has the moves to get to the basket. Same thing when he was at Duke was that he could just get to the rim. Yeah. He outmuscles everybody around the rim and just can score whenever he wants because he's bigger, stronger than everybody he's going up against. Yeah, so he's got that going for him, and then he just he's got to learn how to shoot, man. And it's it's like you watch it, and it's he's got he doesn't have the right lift, he doesn't have the right release on the shot, so it's just kind of. It's all over the place. It Very needs work. He, need, he needs a couple off-seasons of really refining his shot. I mean, similar to what Dennis Smith Jr. is saying that he's doing now, where he is completely w- reworking his mechanics, uh, which I had commented. I, we talked about that last year where I'm like, everyone's all about Dennis Smith, but I'm like, this guy's shot is a mess. Like I, and But it's good to know that he knows it. that, yeah. and he's getting it. Right. He's working on it. But RJ, I mean – if he could develop that mid-range jumper, that mid-range lefty jumper, that's a start. He doesn't have yeah. to be chucking up threes. Like, if he can hit it, he can hit it. But he shouldn't be looking to do that. But I saw some flashes of, you know, in what could be of an all-around game. You know, like, he's putting together near triple doubles. Of course, it's, you know, it's summer league. I'm not going to get too hyped. I mean, last year, people were hyped on Kevin Knox because... He showed up in summer league, and then what happened when he got to the league? You know, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, it's I think like, that- oh, it's, it's nice to see them play and get some reps in against you know not like NBA NBA ready players, but good guys, and see what happens. But yeah, it's, it's I, summer league. I'm not. I worried. agree with you. That that's at the end of the day, it's summer league. I I, I think I was really excited to see this guy, and I, as I said, I still have my concerns. I will say, though, RJ really does impress me with his overall basketball IQ and his playmaking ability. The way he sees the floor, you can tell mentally that he is above everyone else on the floor when he was playing. And that's something I saw, like the passing and the rebounding and just his feel for the game. That started to come through. That's why the turnovers went way down. Also, you're not really running... You know, an offense yet. These guys, first time they're playing together, so they got to get a feel for each other. But how he grew there, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this guy grow, and I hope he can turn into a great NBA player. But the concerns of him coming into the league was that, like, his athletic ability is not as high as some of these other guys. And that's where I think the defense, moving his feet and getting in front of guys, like, people are just running by him. He could not stay in front of anybody so I don't we'll like see you know and that's the thing with the size that he is i don't know even what position he is and i was listening to of course my man jalen rose love this he always has these sound bites that are so great every now and then and he said positions and you know i i don't know if this is exactly what he said but to the effect of positions in the nba are for novices people who don't understand the game. 
It's an easy way for to say, oh, there's five positions. You have a point guard, a shooting guard, a strong, you know, and so on. And especially that means uh, that holds true in today's NBA more than any other time. And so with RJ, he's a big boy. I mean, he's like, what, 6'8 or something? They list him at 6'7 but or 6'6, yeah. but he looks and like he's he's definitely a strong 6'8. He's long. Six, seven, as six, he eight. puts on weight, man, like – He's a big boy, and he can rebound, like, kind of looking like a lefty mellow a little bit at times, you know? Like, he just kind of, like... He's not that big. A little slow, and... and yeah, well... He's a little more chiseled than that, that rib protector. Um, but, okay. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I agree. It's just Summer League. we got to relax. There are two other guys I want to talk about from Summer League. First, Mitchell Robinson. That dude was playing like he shouldn't have been... Uh, playing summer league, he was just too good, and I think he made the first uh, first team summer league team, whatever. What well, I don't even for know whatever what that's worth. That... Um, but he is just better than everyone else on the court, uh, and he was great. I think people are most excited for him coming into this year. I think of all all the young guys, second year guys. I mean, is there anyone else that people are really more excited to see, and and the hype in general? I mean, that's the guy. That you know they gotta put, they gotta invest in, and that they gotta really, really hone those talents that that guy has, because like you saw it out there, like he, like you said, he doesn't belong. He's in another league, yeah, with those guys. I mean, granted, he didn't play for what an entire year before getting picked up last season, so they probably just want to get him more reps and like just get him going, but. I mean, if anyone, if there's anyone to be excited about, it's him. Yeah, and, and I, if he's surrounded by the right guys, like he needs a good point guard that could get him the ball. But I mean, you can even see the lobs from everybody. Anybody, it's like the pick and rolls the, with him yeah. and RJ is just like that's gonna be that's gonna be a formidable duo when they're on the court together. Yeah, he. I mean, you know, I, he doesn't really have a shot. Uh, quite yet, but just around the rim, how long he is, you just, when he's playing out there, you, I think even the defenders, they forget how long and big this guy is and how high he can jump. And it, it, it's just unbelievable. I um, think like, and the thing with last year is like, you never saw a guy that could block three pointers yeah. as consistently as he does. It's like, and without fouling his, I mean, he still commits a lot of yeah. dumb fouls. And the goal tens are out of control. He just... He, I think mentally he's not there yet, and yeah, I'm he excited. He like for sees wa- the ball and he's like, "Oh, uh, what? Uh, what is the? Uh, what's the guy from uh, Eddie? Ivan? Ivan make basket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mitchell block shot. He just goes and just swings yeah. at. He sees the ball and just swings at it. Yeah, and I'm excited for this guy to put on some weight and just to see his NBA career. And as you said, this is the guy that you know you hope to see in a New York Knicks uniform for. Uh, the majority of his career, if not all of his career. Uh, the one, the other guy I want to talk about is Kevin Knox, who, dude, that guy was working on his shot. I, I will tell you that. I, I, it doesn't look like he got too much bigger. I know he put on a little more weight. I mean, that, that first play that everyone saw, that kind of spread of, of uh, Zion just Sorry, ripping the ball right. away from him, I think was really, you know, a metaphor for 
just where he's at in his career. He's still a young guy. He's got a lot more muscle to put on and to get there. Also, Zion is a monster. <laughs> so, but I've been really impressed with with Knox's shooting and just I mean, it is just wet, dude. Like it still looks but weird. Net. Like it looks like a rush shot, but somehow he's hitting it. Like it does. It's not like a pure smooth looking jumper because I think it's just how he how he releases it. Yeah. But he's if he's hitting it. I mean, I always feel like it's going to get blocked or it's going to fall over because of the way he shoots it, but it but seems I, like he likes those summer league rims, man. Yeah, and, and again, it, I think it's pretty sad that the Knicks could not win summer league, and part of it was struggling in the beginning um, just because, I mean, if the players they had out there, I mean, the first game, Zoe only played that first game, but having RJ Knox and Mitch, like, these are guys that we hope are going to get a lot of minutes in the NBA, like when the season starts, so the fact that they can't just like destroy uh, anyone they play is a little concerning. Still, I guess that's. But a lot of the other guys and um, the one other guy, actually, I forgot to mention this, but Brazdakis, Iggy, Iggy, Iggy. Yeah, I mean, he's already a Knicks fan favorite. They're gonna love this guy. He, he's. I mean, who knows he how be, much he's gonna play? He should be showing uh, RJ how to shoot like that lefty shot he has looks so much better than RJ shot. Yeah, he dude that guy he's playing games just fearless out there and he's just going to the rim. He ambidextrous man. The dexterity. He <laughs> no one knew how to defend him because you just don't know which way he's going up. These guys are learning each other and I, and he can shoot at, I he mean he has just, a much more controlled looking game too. Just the way he Attacks the basket. It doesn't look like he's rushed or anything. He's just he's just playing the game. And I don't know, man. That could be another second round pick that just turns yeah. into something good. Neophyte oozing with confidence. You know the Knicks. This is this is kind of the thing with the Knicks, though. You know they go now that they're doing all these young players developing. At some point, like last year, we were talking about young guys that we really liked. You're gonna have to move on from some of these and then start choosing who you want to keep. So. It's exciting though, you know, young squad, team in general. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy. You like the picks, like what the Knicks are doing. But these are young guys, man. Knicks are very, <laughs> very youthful. And at the end of it, I think it's just like at the end of this season, it's like you got to see who is rising to the top and just go all in on them because you can't like. I know people always talk about, oh, build through the draft, build through the draft, but you know, it's you, you, can only, you, you can only keep so many players yeah. at the end of the day. So, But you actually, it's funny. When you look at the last, oh, my God, you could say 20 years of NBA champions, there's always a centerpiece of someone that was drafted through that team. There was a guy, I mean, the Heat with Wade, the Lakers with Kobe, uh, Tim Duncan with the Spurs, the Heat. Uh, I just said the Heat. Uh, Nowitzki with the Mavericks, um, Cleveland with LeBron, uh, the Warriors with Steph and Clay. Like you, you still need, and that's where we thought KP at least was like that guy we can start building. And right now the Knicks have to start over again um, after making one of the worst trades. And you know, I don't want to. I don't want to go down that road again. <laughs> the one, the one exception. Was this year? Toronto did not have. I don't think they had yeah. one guy that was a lottery pick. Yeah. 
um, on their team. Siaka, I mean, outside of Ka- right, yeah, I, I will, I will agree with that. Toronto is the exception because Kawhi. I mean, how often? It's just special. It's <laughs> top of Kawhi. Right now. I got a, got a few things I want to say. Love that guy. I don't know why. I gotta get a pair of New Balances. <laughs> I just I got I a pair the other balance. day for my foot. I was like, oh, I needed some nice, comfortable, Is it good, soft shoes I could walk around in. <laughs> got a little New Balance. It's so amazing. He's so New Balance. It's just too perfect. Uh, anything else from Nick's summer league that you would like to discuss? Uh, I'm out. No, no. I think that was you know we saw what we needed to see. Out of them, just a little, just a, a little yeah. bit of basketball, a little bit of uh, a flash or two here from a couple guys, and then they got to get ready for give them a nice vacation, and we'll see them in training camp and see what happens. Because yeah. the thing with all the picks they the people they sign, it's a little heavy in certain in certain spots. So there's going to be a lot of yeah competition for different positions. So we'll yeah, see. It's gonna, uh, it's gonna be we'll see what these guys yeah. start doing. Um, yeah, and all the Knicks moves. I mean, I don't know. We talked a lot about that last time, and I, I just I don't really understand a lot of it. But you know what? what whatever. It it is what it is. Uh, Morris on the team. I, I like that signing. That's 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 pretty good. But these are all one two year two year deals, so it's not going to matter too much. Let's talk NBA moves. The big one, Russell Westbrook. To the Houston Rockets, do you like it? I actually don't like it. Well, I won't say I don't like. I don't love it as much as some others might, but I don't think I don't think it's the recipe for uh, for a championship. I mean, yes, everybody's like, oh well, they played together. It's nice to get them back together. It's a nice headline. It's a nice story. Yeah, it is a nice headline. You know, Show but pictures, yeah. Personal and everyone's like, "Oh, Russ is just a better version of Chris Paul on the team," which I don't agree with because Chris Paul is well. That's not right. Yeah, they're completely different players. Chris Paul is a prototypical point guard, and yeah. I like, think I think he's better suited to play on that team because you need someone who's an actual ball handler that can distribute. James Harden kind of does it, but. I feel like it's not Chris Paul's not the problem. James Harden yeah. might be the problem of how he plays. And it's not to say get rid of James Harden, but you put another guy on the team who plays the same way. How is that a recipe yeah. for success? They both are ball-dominant guys. Yes, they can get a triple-double on any given night, but that's because they control the ball. So when they were on OKC together, Harden was the sixth man. So they weren't really even playing together It was so long very often. Ago. So. And you had Kevin Durant still um, yeah. there too, so it was. From that point, I agree You're with living you in the past, man. completely that it doesn't really make sense from a basketball standpoint of how they're going to work together. I, I have concerns. I, I don't really know how that's going to work, but all I know is I'm a big Westbrook fan. The guy, he goes out there, he plays so hard. I think he gets way too much criticism on taking the blame for uh, not having the success that maybe some uh, people think they should have. The West is very, very difficult. The Paul George experiment, you know, didn't really work out. 
Um, I think part of that too is just they, you know, again, Portland is a really good team. I think that OKC outside of Russ and uh, and Paul George just weren't really that great. So I think that was hard and it's just really competitive and the Russ now being in Houston, I like it. I think Houston had to make a move and I think it's worth the risk, you know, and I like that Dan and Tony is going to be the coach and how he loves guards. And I think maybe he could change. Uh, I think he's going to have fun with this a little bit. I, I think he could make it work. I think Houston will still be competitive when you look at their team top to bottom I think CP3 in Houston just was not working anymore. I think CP3's age didn't allow him to do the things that he wanted. Again, in a really competitive Western Conference, it just wasn't working. And and you know what? Russ and Harden, they're going to get together. They're going to see if this works. I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of yelling at one another <laughs> throughout the season. Maybe some up and ups and downs. I still think they're a playoff team. Maybe we'll and... see Russ in a, in a State Farm commercial. Yeah, yeah. So, from from the sense of like, what else can Houston do? You know, I like it. And I mean, and it's surprising I'm, that they did it without having yeah. to give up half of their team. Like, yeah, all that talk about all those other trades. They were trying to get rid of Capella. They're trying to get rid of Gordon, and they didn't have to give up anybody except they did a one for one trade. Yeah. Plus, I mean, picks on top of picks that they gave away. But it's. And to your point of both Russ and Harden being ball-dominant players, I think this is actually good for Harden, that now he can take a play off or two instead of having to have the ball every single play down the floor because it got to the point where CP3 really couldn't do that anymore in his career. And he was slowed down a little bit. And so... It was really – I mean, we watched all season. It was Harden walks up the floor, holds the ball for 20 seconds, and then takes a shot or goes to the rim, gets fouled. And that's why I think – I mean, I, I really think Harden carried the Houston Rockets all season and should have been the MVP um, over Giannis. But, yeah, but, but also, if you watched when CP3 was taking the ball up, Harden looks like he just doesn't care on the play. If he doesn't have the ball in his hands right. – he doesn't want to be there. And that's, but now what, he can do that's that. what they're arguing about all the time is just like, yo, if I'm taking the ball, you can't yeah. just like be standing five feet behind me and then just go stand in the corner and pout until you get the ball. Right. You know, and I would say also the reason that they're arguing is because CP3 is kind of a dick. Let's, let's just be yeah, honest. I like, mean, I think he, everybody knows dude that. Dude yells but, at him, and, and CP3 is in a point in his career where like Harden is carrying this team on his back. And he's got to hear CP3 yelling at him constantly like, dude, shut up, man. Like, I'm dropping 30-something points a game. I don't miss. Like, leave me alone, all right? And But that's the only <laughs> thing I'm, I'd be worried about is Harden has to still seem interested when somebody else is handling the ball. Yeah. Because Russ has to have it in his hands, too. And he's going to distribute because, I mean, Paul George had a really good season. and yeah, MVP season. Russ is averaging triple doubles over the course of entire season, so he can yeah. pass the ball. But James has to be ready for it when it comes. You know, he can't just be standing there with his hands on his hips waiting for the play to end if he doesn't have the ball in his hands. So, I don't know. I It's, it's not it's, the recipe for, like, 
Houston now is a favorite to win to win it all. So from that perspective, like I, I do agree, I don't I don't think this move really moves the needle that much as to where Houston is going to land uh, in the West. Um, but uh, it is a bit of an upgrade of talent of a player. So yeah, and I love Russ too. Like I'm a, yeah. I'm a fan. Who doesn't love Russ, right? I feel like the fans really do like Westbrook a lot, and uh, the media. I mean, he's kind of a dick too a in, in person. Yeah. Like when you talk to him, he can, he can be a little uh, a little brash, for Ooh, lack of a better brash. word. But uh, yeah, but yeah. on the court, you can't ask for a, a more competitive guy to be on your team. So yeah, and I'm you know CP3 over to Miami. I like it. Everyone keeps saying that, but Miami said they they don't want him. So is he is it? Didn't he get traded to Miami? No, everyone oh. just keeps saying that he's. They expect him to go to Miami. Oh, I thought it happened already. Wow, look at me. And they're like, oh, that's where I see. That makes the most sense. Either Miami or Detroit. And no one wants to go to Detroit. So <laughs> that'd be weird to put him and uh, Blake Griffin back together. Who knows? I don't know. But, Interesting. Uh, yeah. So we'll see, yeah, we'll see what actually, ends up happening. I, yeah, I actually kind of like the, the, the Detroit move. Him with uh, Blake and, uh, and Andre. Get uh, some guys down low that he can just, you know, kind of work the ball to those guys. Um, although with that contract, I don't, I don't see how that is going to work in Detroit. That was the same thing with Russ. I would have loved to see Russ go to Detroit. Uh, I thought that would have been great for him. Just to see Russ in the Eastern Conference, I think he could really, uh, could really dominate the East and remind people why he is Russell Westbrook, Westbrook, the triple double machine that he is. Uh, really, I mean, everything else in the NBA, uh, not much. Ben Simmons got a big contract with Philly. Uh, I mean, a lot since of people we last, on that. Since we were last on, Kawhi and Paul George, I think that was the bigger news. Oh, we didn't, that, that didn't, ha- you're it right. Didn't happen yet. It happened on like oh, Monday. Man. I mean, I love it. I, go Kawhi. Thank you for not going to the Lakers. Uh, I love it. I love everything about it. I think... The trade was great. I think I still. It's just yeah, all I don't great. know how they pulled that one off, but the balance of power in uh, in the West is it's going to be interesting. Dude, the West is like, insane. the The Western Conference compared to the Eastern Conference, it's a joke. Like how good the West is, top to bottom, versus the East. It's a joke. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, the I might East, get league pass this year because. Yeah. And stay up a couple hours later to watch oh, some man, of these those, games. You know those games are going to be on TNT. Ernie and Chuck will be up late. <laughs> um, wow. I, I, I mean, you love it, right? Like, I'm, I'm I happy. Was, as I was NBA happy fan. to see because, yeah, I did not want him to go to the Lakers. Oh, God, that would have made me so The fact sick. that he went to the Clippers and gets Paul George to come with him. Doc is probably the best coach you could yeah. ask for in that position. And then everyone going like, oh, well, he, they only signed two-year deals, which is an interesting little wrinkle. But they only did that because you know they're going to get the Supermax exactly. afterwards. So, Yeah. And, it's, it's, and you know what, though? It does give them some flexibility. Move, like, could something happen where Kawhi wants to leave again? I mean, sure it could, but I agree with you. It's, a, it's about the money, man. Um, you want to be – you want to have the power. They have the power now. Yeah. You always have to be two steps ahead. They know yeah. what the plan is for. So – 
And they're learning from other teams. I mean, look at Russ's contract. Look at Chris Paul's contract. Now these guys are trying to – they want to move these guys. They don't – and even when Anthony Davis had a big contract, it doesn't matter. These guys can move when they want. They can force trades. None of it matters. Uh, the other big news, Ben Simmons' contract. I don't really care. Whatever. We don't even talk about this. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, what's, um, that, what's that big news? like? I guess so. I don't know. People <laughs> – a lot of people hate on Ben Simmons. Um, I'm I'm still a big fan. I think he's a great player. Yeah, he can't he's shoot. Good. He just can't shoot. Um, but he's he can't he's be hanging out with those Jenners. That's the yeah. <laughs> that's gonna do him in. Uh, Amari Stoudemire. Do you want to see him in a Knicks uniform? Oh, I would love <laughs> to see Stat back. We're a little crowded in that position right now. I don't know if we need another another big man right now but i mean he can play like the he wants he to play the, the mentor <laughs> role you know that's 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 all he wants he wants these young guys to have somebody is he the locker room the guy is he the locker room guy the knicks need right he's now? still got jewels man he can still show it to him man. he's got him just just polish him up a little bit show mitch a little post move or two oh, maybe man. maybe that's what that's what he needs show julius randall could could learn some post moves Oof. You know he's still got it. I mean, I would love to see him Except actually Israel, go to just somewhere like the man. Clippers. Um, we love Stat. How do you not love that guy? He's just huge he's, friend of the show. He's just the best man. Uh, maybe we'll have him on the show one day. I bet he would. We should reach out to him. Um, all we'll right, man. That's. I mean, that's really it. When it comes to summer league, NBA, you know, it's it's summertime, so there's not. There's not too much going on. Yeah, that, the Kawhi Leonard was the big splash. I completely forgot that last podcast. Uh, we didn't we didn't know yet where Kawhi was going. Yeah, we did. It was the day after, up. so Kawhi yeah. waited a week before making his decision. We probably should have opened the cast with that, although it's such old news now. It doesn't even matter. But, all right, here we go. Getting towards the end of the podcast. We're going to do a little segment here. Let's make some bold statements coming into next year. They could be Knicks-related. They could be NBA-related. They could be about anything you want it to be. Just be bold, Marcus. <laughs> You're a pretty bold guy, I would say. I try to be. Um, I say some crazy things sometimes. Yeah, I, I have my moments. I'm not really a bold guy. I'm pretty, I'm pretty tame. You like to um, make a bold statement, though. I do like making bold statements every now and then. And I got a list of quite a few. Some bolder than others. Some maybe not so bold. You be the judge. Uh, hit me with your... What do you got? I got a couple Knicks ones. Um, first, I would like to say the Knicks next year will not finish in last place. But they will still be a bottom three team. In the NBA. All these guys talking about the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. Knock it off. Okay? <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. Knicks will be bottom three. I will, I will put out a rebuttal on that and say, no, the Knicks won't be the worst team in the league. But they will get the number one pick. <laughs> I think there's no one even knows. That's a pretty bold statement. You wanted, you wanted bold? I'm going to give you bold. <laughs> I think they still, they, they could still, they, as we saw, they could be 10th okay. in line and jump up 
to one or two. Yeah. So sure. I hope so. I. I like you want it. bold? I'll I, give you bold. <laughs> we finally get the number one pick, and it's gonna be some schmuck. But yeah, well, it, we'll, we'll get it. Some schmuck. Hope that's his name. Um, <laughs> I got one more Knicks related bold statement. That this is pretty bold. You're gonna. <laughs> I can see your face right now. I'm curious how you're gonna react. I bet you know where this is going. Frank. Milikina. <laughs> I'm already laughing. Go ahead. <laughs> will be a starter Ugh. for the New York Knicks by the end of the season. <laughs> oh. And he should be. Oh, man. Ugh. And the New York Knicks, <laughs> one of their biggest problems is defense. They need defensive guys. And, New- and Frank has been working on his game. He didn't even get a chance <laughs> to play last year. He's 20 years old. He is a great defending guard. And he is going to earn a starting spot on the New York Knicks roster, and we and New York is going to love the French Prince once again, <laughs> and remind New York Knicks fans why he was drafted. Um, I'll give you Frank that Milikina. one. That's that's bold. I've had bold, a good baby. laugh like that's that bold, in about a week. Baby. So, <laughs> uh, the the last the last one on the Frank train, man. You're not giving up on this guy. I'm not. No, he's, he's got he's got a body, man. He's long. Plays hard D is and now and now what I'm hoping too is this year, just watch him play with Mitch a little bit. He actually has some guys he can rely on. Little feed down to Julius, little pick and roll. I'm, I'm telling you. So this is this is the, Frank, if it's not this year. This is the big. This is the they got to get Frank, rid of him. Frank arrives. This is what year three for him. Yeah, he's twenty. Is he twenty one? He's so young. Yeah, he didn't even play last year. He's been in the league. He's going on three years in the league and not showing us anything. That that's not true. We were even the beginning of the year when he started last year. We were liking what we were seeing from Frank. I'm telling. I'm telling you. We'll see. This is why it's a bold statement. It's a, a bold bit. statement. Bit, I'll give you that. I'm not it's, giving it's up. Pretty man. bold. I'm not giving up. That he's going to be the starting point guard. My okay. my NBA scout talent is uh, my senses. I got gooseys. I got the Frank gooseys. Uh, um, did you see? Did you see Spider Man? No. I have no. I missed all the last Spider-Man. I heard it was great, though. <laughs> no, they cut like his. Uh, so they don't call it his Spidey sense, but they call his aunt calls it uh, his tingle. Oh God! They say your, right. your your Talbot tingle's gone. Oh God! Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> uh, Marissa all right. Tomei, man, you're she's up. still up. She's still hot, man. You're, uh, <laughs> you're up. You're up. You got. What's your bold statement? What we got? I don't know if it's bold. It kind of is. I don't think. I don't think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. Ooh, wow. And if they do, they're going to be in seventh or eighth seed. I okay. just think... I think That's the, pretty bold. I think the West is too, too competitive, and I feel like something's going to happen to one of those guys where they're not going to be able to play the entire season. And if you got to count on JaVale McGee... Yeah. Rondo, any timeout time you know. is uh, trouble. You know, I got to say, though, this is the first year that LeBron, he got a lot of time off during the season because of his injury, and he didn't have to go through a whole playoff series and go to the finals. I actually think quite the opposite, where LeBron is going to potentially play 82 games if he can. He might just take a couple games off here and there. But I think he's going to be ready. He's got a lot to prove. He's rested for the first time. And... uh 
I disagree with you. I thought about that. That was almost one of – I really had to sit and think, but I think LeBron is going to be – he's going to be ready to go. But in a competitive West, they could finish 7 or 8 seed and be like three games back from like the three spot. You just – it's the Wild West, man. And I actually, I actually like their current roster – a little bit better than their roster last year. Yeah. I think it's a little oh, bit more dear. balanced than of that course. nut job they <laughs> had going last year with Lance and Yeah. Who else do they have on uh, uh Beasley? Oh, my God. But they got I mean they got guys on the team. It looks alright. And I keep forgetting about that coaching staff. You know, they got a good coaching staff. Vogel, so, yeah. I like that hire. Jason like Kidd. That. Although, let's be honest, every team LeBron's been on, he's the head coach. Yeah. And, uh, so. so we'll see how Head coach, GM, out. yeah. But that's a bold statement, man. Clipper, you, you kind of you, – you made the bold statement, and then you brought it back. I, no, I but wish I, you would have left it at the Lakers and are not going to make the playoffs. I'm, I'm, um, I'm sticking to that. But then I'm you brought to back the 7-8. I was kind of like, all right, all right. But it was bold. It was bold. Especially because everyone's talking Clippers, Lakers. Um my next th- – so I'm going to go Clippers. The Clippers are going to win their very first NBA title, and Kawhi is going to win his third MVP on his third different team and put himself in the conversations with Michael Jordan and LeBron James as the greatest player to play the game so early in his career to be able to do that. I think that's going to happen. It's not – it's sort of bold. It's kind when, of, yeah. When, when you think of what it means to the that. history, yeah. I, I think I consider it bold because the Clippers have never made it past the second round of the <laughs> So that's pretty bold that Kawhi is just going to come in to the West now uh, and win his third MVP, finals MVP on MVP team. I mean, if he can that's, do that, would you amazing. put him – I mean, every I, LeBron has a, a bigger in the conversation book of, uh, of in the, work, it, but you know how I, I think it's overall a very stupid conversation because it's so subjective. They're all unbelievable players and and unbelievable careers. Kawhi still has more to do to to get uh, past those two in the conversation, um, but that resume um, is unbelievable and. I, I the MJ LeBron thing drives me nuts. I don't even do also MJ because MJ is better in there. I would I would I would just I'm just talking Kawhi and LeBron. Oh yeah, I mean it'll too be this is now Kawhi's league, um, and he I mean you know Kawhi yes now he has Paul George but LeBron was with you know Wade and then with Kyrie and it. it I don't know. I don't want to get into it. We'll, we'll end up talking about that for, for hours. Uh, but let's. Uh, what else okay. you got? I got. Okay, I got one. I got one more. It's not. It's, it's not really NBA related, but kind of. But I'm gonna throw this one out here. I think Space Jam Two is actually <laughs> going to be a good movie. <laughs> And this that hurt. Is, I can see the pain on your face. But I say this because they sw- I got the news yesterday that they switched the director to Malcolm <laughs> Dealey. And I love okay. Malcolm Dealey's movies. He makes what a movies good movie. has he done? So what, he's what done 
I mean, the best man was, I think, his first movie. Okay. Undercover Brother. <laughs> oh, good read movie. I think he did Girl Strip also. Okay. So he, he knows how to get some laughs out of there, you know? And I think he could be the key to, to this being a good movie. As much as I hate LeBron, maybe this is the, the thing that tips it into above a 70 75, 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Is that bold? Be, I, I mean, know. knowing you, you're probably going to be spot on on that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> you know your stuff. <laughs> I like that. I like that bold statement a lot. I, we're on the same wavelength here because I, I thought about it, but I, I couldn't pull the trigger. I just... <laughs> I got a couple more. What do you got? Giannis is going to win the MVP this year and the next year, forcing the NBA to change the rules about MVP, where they're going to have to incorporate the playoffs into giving out the MVP. Because they're going to have to give this guy the MVP every year now for the rest of his career based on what happened last year. They shouldn't have given him the MVP last year. Guy couldn't shoot. You can't give a guy the MVP in a weak Eastern Conference who can't shoot the MVP. His stats are going to go up every year. Guy's going to – he's just getting better. He's still such a young guy. This guy's going to keep winning these MVPs. Now, Kawhi's not going to play close to 82 games. they got to rest him. All the other good players in the league who are only going to play like, you know, 60-something games a year where Giannis is going to play close to almost every game. I just think that uh, this guy's going to be an MVP machine from a stat line, and the NBA is going to have to uh, – have to make some changes and start seeing some playoff performances. They're going to have to do something to, uh, to take away the MVP from this guy. That's sort of, it, it seemed bold in my head. I don't even know if that's a bold <laughs> statement rather than just a statement, but I mean, you're not, yeah, you're not wrong. I think, I think they should relook at how they hand out the MVP already because yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, just when they give it out, if they if they're gonna do it that way, you got to give it out at the end of the regular season. You can't give it out at the end of the playoffs. Yeah, that's originally why you have a finals MVP and a regular season MVP right. because you would get it while the season was still going on. Right. Or just get rid of it. You know, just it's such a distraction. Because yeah, finals MVP is the one that really matters because you won the title, so so it means more than. Uh, a regular people, season, like right, yeah, we people, won sixty something games, yeah. but got knocked out in the second round of the playoffs. People just like to go back to it to reference it, like of like who were the greatest players of all time, and like to you know add that to your resume. It's kind of I don't really care about any of that stuff. Um, non basketball related. This is a bold statement. My New York Jets are going to win the NFC, the AFC East this year. Wow. This is the year. I feel like some magic is brewing over in New York. Tom not, Brady's it's, another it's not year older. Ross no. Gronkowski. The AFC East, baby. J-E-T-S. Le'Veon Bell. Darnold, second year. Receiving core. Robbie, we pick up Jameson Crowder. Uh, the Chris Herndon news that he's out for the first four games does hurt. But that defense, that draft pick... Jamal Adams, another year. 
Leonard's going to come on strong. C.J. Mosley, linebacker. I like what the Jets are doing. I mean. And here comes the AFC East. I know you, Tom, are going to try to ruin my life, kill my dreams. Not this year, buddy. <laughs> the Jets are coming. Fireman Ed is ready to go. He's back. AFC East champs. AFC East champs. Okay. I mean, Home yeah. playoff game. We're going Meadowlands. <laughs> Giants are going to be watching as they finish in last place. Any Boy, any any statement saying that the Jets are going to It's New York. Do well. Yankees World That's Series. Bold. <laughs> Yankees are going to win the World Series. Jets are going to win the AFC East. I'm telling you. Things are turning around in New York, man. Giants, you gonna give us a gonna give us a chance? I I I'm very <laughs> concerned about the Giants. I, I love Saquon Barkley, but uh, quarterback and just the, the the franchise itself seems to be in turmoil uh, right now. And you guys got the Eagles and uh, the Cowboys in that division who look very good coming into the season. Uh, the Redskins not so much, but i'm uh, not not feeling too good about the uh the giants these days D- defensively I, I just i don't i don't know what their identity is and the fact that they traded odell but then drafted a quarterback it it just it it seems so strange i don't know what they're doing i don't know what is going on there to i don't me. think and anybody knows Saquon, what they're doing but yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of guys, though, they do like Ingram and they like Shepard. And yeah, who knows? Uh, maybe as... maybe they surprise somebody. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. I can be bold and say, yeah, the Giants are gonna make playoffs this year. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and uh, non-sports related, I just have one more bold statement. McDonald's breakfast is garbage. <laughs> okay, this is what I'm gonna say. McDonald's, you had it right when you only offered breakfast in the morning till a certain time because you couldn't get it. You had the exclusivity. Like, it added to the, oh, man, I'm going to get my Egg McMuffin, the hash brown, this and that. All of a sudden, you're getting lazy now. Your hash browns are overdone. They're cold. The Egg McMuffin is just not put together. The eggs are underdone. It's just, it's gross. You really have dropped the ball, McDonald's. When was the last time you had McDonald's breakfast? This past weekend. I was extremely hungover Sunday morning, and I went to get McDonald's breakfast, and I had a really bad experience, and it just made me see. I'm like, this is what it was the whole time. <laughs> it was really bad. Maybe if I got the, uh, the hotcakes, I might have changed my mind, but McDonald's breakfast, you're no good. Uh, what do you call them? Do you call them pancakes, hotcakes, or flapjacks? Well, they're hot cakes at McDonald's. I call them pancakes. And uh, flab, I'll call them a f- some flapjacks every now and then. I think that's such a funny name for it. <laughs> flap, flap, flapjacks? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why you say it. <laughs> um, I'll be, is, uh, I've actually never, I've never had an Egg McMuffin. They're, the, they used to be good, I think. I, I just don't, don't like eggs, so that's just my, my thing. I, I have had the hash browns are the only breakfast things I've had from McDonald's. Dude. Sonic Tots, you, you get a hash brown anywhere. I, I used to love them, and then when they do make them right, they're so salty, they burn the roof of your mouth. It's just, it's, I, I realized it was never good, man. It was never good. Don't get your breakfast elsewhere. I've, I've, I've heard the Taco Bell breakfast is even amazing. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts breakfast, ooh, baby. Egg sandwich on a croissant, beautiful. Um, there's just so many other better options. Like, I mean, IHOP, Denny's. 
I'll go there. Yeah, for the go sit down. Go to <laughs> go to your local bagel shop. You know, get an egg sandwich. Go to you, go to a deli, a little bodega, bacon, egg, and cheese. Come on, man. I'm still get laughing at the guy in the bagel shop, the little, the short guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the viral video. That was epic. Long Island represent. I mean, I mean, a, a short man's pain. I'll never know it, but <laughs> man, that guy's been through the ringer, and he got All it on right. the wrong day. <laughs> Marcus, it's been real. Big trip this weekend. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see Denver. you tomorrow. We're gonna drink some beers. We're gonna play some golf. Of course, it is gonna be so damn hot <laughs> in Denver. Ninety-nine degrees. It's it's teetering at that hundred every day. It's supposed day. to hit hundred. It's probably depending where we are. It's probably gonna hit hundred every single day. Yeah. So just gonna stay hydrated. That's the Eat thing. Then we gotta stay hydrated too with that altitude. You always forget. So. Uh, you'll get I'm telling you you have one drink out there and you're gonna feel it that altitude uh, man it gets yeah. you I'm, I'm excited though the uh, the British Open will be on uh, but the time difference they tee off at like 5 in the morning Denver time uh, I think it's even later actually no it's like it'll be 3 in the morning Denver time so that hurts a little bit British Open golf no I think Denver 2 hours 2 hours right 2 yeah, yeah. so that mountain time but uh, I'm excited to see the city. Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna send you out right, you know. Just yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a good time, man. We're gonna have, we're gonna have a lot of fun. And uh, what can I say, man? I guess I gotta get ready for work here. Uh, yeah, I'm all packed, ready to go. You're packed, man. Yeah. I pack I pack the day before. I'm gonna do laundry. I like the hot clothes coming in, freshly folded. I'm flying out tonight, so. Oh we'll yeah, you're gonna be all right, all right. That's right. Yeah, we're all we're all getting in at uh, at around one forty. Uh, we could talk about this, <laughs> this off the off the podcast. <laughs> but uh, all right, man, it's been real. Thanks for listening. This has been episode eighteen of Let's Talk Next podcast. We'll uh, we'll talk to you uh, when we talk to you. <laughs> all right. Later.